0: What's going on? How's it going? Uh, This is the Permanent Relegation Podcast. We're back at Chatham and Fishers. For those of you who haven't been here for a show, we are here every other Tuesday doing a podcast featuring local soccer, usually Indy 11 stuff. Um, Special guests uh, today. We got a full show, so we're going to kind of break it down into some segments as well. And then uh, I think we might have some tickets to give away too. So we're gonna give away some tickets. Obviously, you can follow us at PR Podcast Show on Twitter, uh, and we're on YouTube. We broadcast live, so uh, we're live uh, to
1: you. You sexy. everybody up there, yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. And uh, make sure that you guys are are tipping your weight staff. They're working. They're working hard tonight. Uh, it's a beautiful night too. So if you're sitting outside and can't hear us, that's too bad. Uh, I am Andy
1: as usual. Chris, um,
0: yep, as always. As always. Uh, yep. Before we get to our guests, uh, we obvious uh, always want to thank. Chatham Tap and Fishers. We were at Union Jacks
1: last time. Uh, we appreciate the venture down yeah. there. It was uh, it was awesome. We, we had promised for a long time to go down there. It was. Uh, it's a little different experience. Yep. And it was good to be able to get out and kind of do some different stuff. And it's really nice to be wanted, right? Yes. So, and now we're back like, home. We are back home. So <laughs> the home to, location. So these guys are extremely nervous because they think this is gonna be like a normal like no, we're yeah. sitting here. <laughs> yeah, no. So we are <laughs> asking a normal five. So, so tell me about how do you uh, feel about your, your season? And no. do you think you have no, that's that's not us. And of so. course,
0: a huge thanks to our sponsor, Global Scarves. Uh, who have made these awesome permanent relegation scarves that we have on sale.
1: Yes. You can grab one over there. I could, but you I'm give not me a going second. to. I'm not going to. Oh. No, I got this one right here. Right right there. Bam. <laughs> Just do it. I don't care about the keys. Who cares? Uh, oh, we, sh- we have it
0: actually hanging up in the bar over the Sun King logo. Hey, Clay. Have them on sale on. for $20. Shout out to Clay. Yes, that's how- <laughs> what
1: my scarf is over your logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Global scarves, of course, create uh, custom soccer scarves made for leagues of the MLS NASL, USL, and NPSL, uh, and uh, they're great for fundraisers for high school teams and uh, contests and all that kind of stuff. They've got a fast turnaround. I mean, they, they pump these out real fast. Yeah, they were good. Made in England, uh, low minimums, about 50 per order. Uh, so you can go over to globalscarves.com. Uh, they'll design it for you, or you can submit a, a Euro design. So really special thanks to Bill over at Global Scarves for these awesome permanent right. relegation scarves. Yes. So let's get to it. Do you think we have um, from the Indiana Fire head coach John Simmons? That they, they pronounce it, <laughs> it's, it's hard, right?
2: <laughs>
0: and then is it owner?
1: A general manager.
0: General manager. So wait, okay. Okay, a general no. manager. So, so Mark wait, I Weber. was
1: introduced. I was I was introduced to you as as owner of. But it's Cormac, and he's
0: already two Guinnesses in, so he's going to oh, introduce everybody as an owner of everything. Cormac's
1: like that guy's super important. He owns everything. He's <laughs> actually boss. Boss. Okay, so boss. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So
0: so the boss. So you got to be on your A game and your best behavior right now. Yes, I do. Even though he's beating you in the beer contest we'll, right now. We'll oh. wait till he leaves. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then after afterwards we'll have James Cormack from the Bloody Shambles podcast and blog and as well uh, joining him Aaron Gunyon. Did I spell it? did I say that right Gunyan? Sweet. Aaron Gunyon of the Indiana Sports Report uh joining us to talk Indy 11 and
1: all things soccer and whatever else the hell we want to talk about. Right. That's that's about <laughs> That's about that's it. about what the, the, uh, listen. The first part of this show is Actually, going to have some great structure. There's going to be some important information. There's going to be some really some, good dialogue, some sound advice, and, then, and talk. And then you know, the what youth of the nation, we're going to hit that. <laughs> for the youth of the nation. Yeah. And then we're just going to hit that part, and the whole train is just going to derail. And if that's right when they, they leave, I th- and the other guy's coming. <laughs> anytime in, so Cormac's involved, it usually involves a
0: derailing train. As he just shuts down <laughs> the last part of that Guinness. Cheers, I'm James. To go.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Exactly. All right. So, so you guys have had quite the season. Yeah, we did. Just uh, see, <laughs> so we got to get these questions out of the way. Yeah, yeah. So the season was amazing. Tell us how that went.
3: <laughs> yeah. Then so, we'll get to the good stuff. Yeah. Long summer. NPSL's um, fourth tier of, of U.S. soccer, right. and uh, just came back from Chattanooga for the semifinals, national semifinals. Didn't get the result we wanted. Uh, lost three to zero. Um, but being it Midwest, still stresses Champions, you
1: out, doesn't it? I, I it, can see yeah. you. You start to talk about it. He's <laughs> he like, talks gotta, about it. He's like, "Can I take a drink real okay, quick?"
3: Right. I get you. Right. <laughs> I didn't get my bonus from my boss. For- oh, <laughs> that's why you're getting a beer right now. He so- like, I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> I have to say for John, yeah, he coached from May to July from 5 p.m. He had his youth teams and he coached the NPSL Cell from 8:30 to 10 every night. So he was on the park from five to ten yeah every night on top of running the club basically on top of that. Scene. Jeez. He definitely put his time in this summer.
1: That's why this guy looks like he literally has spent the last two weeks in the Caribbean. I get it. (laughs) Actually, it's been on a bus. Oh
0: (laughs) okay. If that's the case, then only your left arm would be tan because you'd be hanging out in the window.
2: (laughs) Nothing but the best in the fourth tier
0: soccer. (laughs) MLS quality (laughs) on an MPSL budget. (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) What's so funny is okay, so we take that from uh so, John Kaluter,
3: uh, yes. you know, he always yeah.
1: says that. He always goes, We're trying to give MLS quality at an NASL budget. So, to put that down to NPSL budget is really funny. Oh my God, I'm sorry. That's really <laughs> no, good. it's so funny. All right. So, hey, see, this is so this is the difference. You went down? Oh, just a little bit. Oh, How's that? Is that better? better. Is that
0: better? better? A little bit more? Good. Yes. Hello? How, how do you know
1: what you're doing right now? Is that a violin? Is that down or up? How's that, Maz? Is that better? Sweet. Thank, Thank you. You're, you're amazing. Generally, he's just coming over to ask for beer, like who wants a beer. So, yeah, I know. And see, Maz, that's all good. I will, we'll get it. We'll <laughs> yeah, grab you get there. it. Yeah, it's okay. All right, so you didn't hey, get the result that you wanted against Chattanooga. And so they have a game against <sighs> who everybody hates. Yeah, well, yeah, well, anybody here. Sorry, you guys yeah. don't. You can't say that. But we can say that. So we hate. So, um, but overall, I mean,
3: how do you feel about your team? How do you feel about, I mean, going forward? Uh, you know what we learned a lot. Uh, inaugural year was last year. Right. Uh, made some mistakes last year. We learned from those, corrected them, and you know, to win the Midwest Region our second right. year, uh, quite a feat. And now we've got a. Is
1: it though? Let's 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 be honest though. So because obviously this is a combination of of a couple different clubs, I mean, major things. So you had Carmel United, and you had Westfield that kind of went through, and you have, known. For 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 really good soccer for a long period of time as well. So is it is it really that shocking that you have this good? I mean, that you have this good of a team? I mean, honestly, no,
3: no I don't think we knew what the level, okay. the standard was going to yeah. be our first year, okay. and then we found out what it was, and we picked up a few <laughs> yeah. missing pieces and, and okay. got it done this year. Okay. And now it's what can we do next year to contend for the the national championship yeah. as opposed to just the semis and. A couple players short and i think we need some kids with some experience and not just yeah. college kids and so yeah uh, we'll go the college route again we'll get okay. some developmental academy players from from our organization and hopefully add some mature um, older players maybe okay. some local guys that can push us over the top next year okay so
1: so for so those that don't under that don't know so obviously this is the second year for for Indiana Fire this is year 2 that we yes. just finished out right so um how did all this transpire? How did we get to the Indiana fire from, from where we were? Yeah, I want
0: to hear the sorry, Indiana. Sorry. I want to, I want hear, to hear the this. Indiana Fire story. Okay, yes.
3: I will defer that to my boss. <laughs> right.
2: So so yeah, yes. if you screw we it up? up, there's right. no
0: taking it back. Yeah. So it's it's pretty simple.
2: Yep. Westfield Youth Soccer had Grand Park. Yep. Carmen United had the two major platforms for youth soccer and the developmental academy and the ECNL on the girls right. side. Yep. The Chicago Fire kind of brought us together. And uh, so we became a joint affiliate of the Chicago Fire with our home at Grand Park. Okay. So 31 soccer fields, seven turf under lights. That was kind of the draw to the fire and to Carmen United to come together with Westfield.
1: Really? That, that simple. That was that was it. Well, right. the, more than what we're going to talk about. Got it. Yes. <laughs> I get it. Yes. 31 comes of them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 31 of oh, them. It. Yeah. So it's always good. Okay. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. Have you been there? Yes. What were you doing over there?
0: Uh, I cannot uh, be privy. You cannot be privy to that information on a live oh, radio. Oh,
1: that's okay. Yeah, but, uh, uh, some dodgy <laughs> stuff that happens on over there.
2: Westfield <laughs> also brought uh, 1,200 uh, child rec league and a, right. about a 200-person adult league to the party. So, you know, it was a good week. We have a playing platform for every level at this point, from rec all the way to NPSL. All right. So, so from NPSL and obviously you have. You have
1: the fire, the juniors, as it is. So so how's the breakdown go? So you guys start at what age? About U13, U14, or what's? U5 and rec. Oh, no, U5 and rec, right. Okay. U8 and travel. Okay. You, so do you guys have any limitation in the travel? So at that point, you say U8 and travel. What's the travel limitation for that? Well, John
2: can. Pipe into, but U10 and below is yeah. all within 465. Okay, we actually have a league with five other clubs that are in the city, okay. so we really we don't travel out much outside 465. Uh, once you get to U11, it's more of a just a statewide okay. travel league, and U12, U13, too, we start to do some cross-state or interstate uh, travel.
1: Okay, so you don't have any type of restrictions. We're at a point where you go, okay, 400 mile max. We're not going to try to have any of our players go. I mean, I mean outside now. I mean. Your area, yes, you got to go all over the country. But I mean, for the for the
3: for the juniors, yeah. Well, for for our junior program, we have kids from Evansville, Louisville, right, Cincinnati, travel three days a week. Okay, so we have we're, we're layered. I mean, we can every layer of every level of play can be accommodated in our program. Okay, top teams compete at the regional, national level. Second teams, the state level. Third teams. Again, local, local level. So we can accommodate even the adult rec program that we have. So anybody that wants to play has a platform to play. And the NPSL is just, uh, was developed to give our kids that come home from college an opportunity to play in the summertime. Uh, And then also some local non college players, any amateur can actually play in the NPSL. So, yeah,
1: did you have a? We have an internet question already. Oh, wow. That's good. Wow.
0: Would you rather fight? What is it? A hundred horse? Wait, no. One horse-sized Eric Norales, or a hundred Eric Norales-sized horses?
1: Do you even know who Eric Norales is?
0: Uh, yes, know, of course you do. You know Eric? Yes. yes. Right. That's that's a typical question every podcast. Not, not it's really personally, right. no. I don't. Okay. <laughs>
1: that's really really random. It's just what happens I, every I, time? Well, are you even surprised? I kind I, of am on this one. Like, this is, is, uh,
2: this is, uh, is Eric super fast? Because I don't think I can outrun a horse. So I might have a better chance of outrunning <laughs> Eric. It's very true. But it, when he catches you, Eric
0: does not mess around. I, I would not play Eric Norales in slappers. No.
1: Not let's say that. Yeah. Uh. He walked through the BYB on Saturday, and I was just like, "This guy is an enormous human being." Yeah, yeah. He's he's a big guy. He's a big guy fender. So big guy. So um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Andy, for the. So, what I kind of want to ask and, and, and you guys can divulge how you want to and and, and I don't want to cause any riff and, and we appreciate you coming on, but there's been a an interesting piece for for quite a while when you talk about high school soccer and you talk about you know the actual school versus club and it's kind of been this way for a while and now that we have the Indiana fire, how have you guys found because there, there are now especially on the boys side um, you have that. You know what? I'm not going to play high school soccer. I'm actually going to. I'm going to focus on this end because this, especially now, is in there. There's an unfair thing that well oh, this is just a feeder, feeder program up yeah. to the fire, and, and that's not necessarily true. That's obviously we have it. There's okay. there's the affiliation with the fire but that's not just all it is. This is this is a great development for for talent. This is a great development of learning the game. This is a great development of playing against top-end talent as well at this level. So when you have these kids are like I'm just going to play. I mean how have you guys handled this because um, obviously there's you have both sides. You have those that, that are the coaches on high school side and you have coaches and there's you that's over here and you have coaches also on the like, you how do
2: well, you handled this. I'm going to give you the administrative perspective. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> fine. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I'm going to let John talk about the soccer perspective. Okay. So understand that the, Devel- the Developmental Academy is a U.S. soccer program. Right. They mandate a 10-month schedule. So yep. we don't get to choose whether kids get to play high school or not. If right. they're in the Developmental Academy, they do not play high school. It's just the way it works. Okay. Part of that was driven by the fact that uh, Florida, Texas, and California the three biggest states in yeah. the union you know, all have different times that they play soccer at high school. Yeah. So they tried for two or three years to make it work with high school soccer, but they just couldn't get the season in. So they drive the schedule to be 10 months. It starts in mid-September and goes to the mid, mid-July mid with basically July and August off into middle of September. But that's not really our decision right. okay. because I think if we had it our way, we all grew up playing high school soccer. Yeah. We'd prefer the kids. You know, logistically, as a parent, when your kids at high school, as a fourteen or fifteen-year-old kid, you take them to school and they stay there till five thirty. You pick them up. Yeah. Now, when they're playing developmental academy, as Johnson, we have kids that travel yeah. here from Louisville.
1: Yeah, three, three days a week.
2: Wow. Yeah. Uh, Columbus, Indiana, Fort yep. Wayne, Indiana, Evansville, yep. Indiana. So, and they're mandated to come two times a week to training. They train with us two times a week. Right. And they train in their local environment two times a week. So. That's a U.S. soccer thing that's not driven by us.
1: And see, But the thing that's interesting, though, is is before we get to the soccer side is so our last show, we had Dragon Stoikov, who was on, who's from the Republic of Macedonia. And what he was talking about is he goes, by the time you're 16, you make a life choice. Your life choice is do I continue on with school um, or do I continue on with my soccer career? You have to make a choice. You sign professionally at 16 years old, and you decide this is what you're going to do. And so – Who did he I
0: tackle t- at 16? like tackled – uh, what was it? Uh,
1: Nedved. Yeah, Nedved. Yeah, <laughs> Pablo Nedved. Right, yeah. He took him out. So, <laughs> like so took he, him out, took him out. Yeah, so it, it's one of those – I think for here, right, it's a completely – almost a foreign concept, but that's not y- – you that's not new. If you look at when you, you look at the big clubs and you look at like your Real Madrids or Barcelona clubs that, that you have from youth, that's just kind of how it is. It's not like you play for school. So I, I completely understand what you're saying. It is definitely driven. We need you for for that. That's just how the schedule is. And it's a little different because of the States and, and being, but that's not really unique at this point. That's kind of how it is everywhere else. And and you look at who the powerhouses and that's just because it's driven that way that this is what it is this is our sport so I mean turn on the soccer yeah I
3: mean that top layer that top one percent yeah that's the easily identified right it's and so when you identify those players they have to find a platform where they can play and develop and it's unfortunately it's not playing for their high schools probably right so they make a decision early and they have to stand by that because that's probably going to be their, their college, right? They're probably going to go play somewhere in college. Right. And so once they make that decision, can't go back. Difficult. Um, and like, like Mark was saying, that top 1%, those players, those are the ones that we can identify, bring them in, it's a 10-month program with us, and they stick with us. And eventually, where do they go? On to college, yeah. uh, hopefully on to USL Pro, hopefully on to MLS and the fire obviously would benefit from those players that come out of our organization <laughs> okay okay that's so, free
0: promotion <laughs> right so,
1: okay <laughs> well not
3: necessarily free but its
1: promotion so so for those that that may be looking they they get their kids involved and so let's say they go through the ranks and they they end up in here they're not just instantly tied obviously with MLS you have the super draft you you have how this goes Um but, but what are the chances that you come to the organization that you end up at the Chicago fire. If let's say you are a top one percenter, you go through versus, you know, oh, we not, we, we have s- one there now. So okay. that
3: gives you an idea how big an organization is. And I can yeah. tell you we have one player there now. Okay. It's very hard. Uh, numbers are not in your favor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right. So, um, but that's, that's not really any different than any other it's reality
3: of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Cam Lindley, uh, <laughs> was, was with the fire 18s, U S men's national team. Yeah. So local kid.
1: I just it's just when you see it's one thing to hear him but you can't get the side view but it's the face it's like this is here's your reality check um, one there he is. let me let me help you one there you go John is intense
2: <laughs> you know, go we
0: got
1: another internet question okay
0: uh,
1: um, I hope, term- it's, uh, hope it's another doozy no no
0: it's an actual like okay, non stupid question okay as he put it uh so this is Mike Mike's one of the uh, capos. Uh, on the brickyard battalion who's leading the chance, all that fun stuff. Um, he is uh, he was wondering what kind of like benchmarks or fundamentals uh, need to be hit at the different age groups. So, so is it is there something that gets focused on differently for u elevens than at U 14s and U 17s and things like that? like what kind of things how do you coach those those type of kids differently based
3: on age? I mean, 8s through 11s, we call that the golden age of learning. And if they can't do the, the tactics and get the, the technical piece of it, then it's obviously going to be hard to go on at uh, you know 12 and 13. So 8s through 11s, technical, 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 and then obviously 13, you start developing them with a tactical sense. Um, we do a really good job with our young ones, which is the technical piece of it, repetition, repetition, repetition. Older kids, and it becomes the tactical piece. And are they watching games? Are they aware of their positional sense? And um, we have a full curriculum mm-hmm. that we go through that was actually supplied to us by Chicago Fire um, <laughs> that we follow for our age groups. All
0: praise be to the Chicago Fire. <laughs> <laughs> they,
3: they pay the bills. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So they, yeah, it's they always- help.
1: Yeah, they, they I know. was always
0: interested in how that how that worked too. So it's yeah, it's interesting to see the how the development goes.
1: All right. So looking forward as we go on, do we have anything? To, and, and again, you can't divulge more than you can divulge. But uh, do we see any major changes or anything happening within the organization? Um, I mean, is this what we're looking forward in the future? Like towards in the future here? The, the way this organization set up or what's your view what's your view or what's your kind of goal of what what do you want this to become it's already successful it's it's good and as we talked about it's really really large um but you're, you're turning, turning this into change. an Andy question I am but I'm I'm just saying <laughs> what's 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 your goal you know what
2: do you what do you view so my perspective yeah So we've competed at the highest levels very well. So we sent three teams to nationals in the ECNL. Uh, Our U18 DA team went to nationals at that level. Our NPSL team obviously went to the national semifinals, one game away from the national final. So at the highest level, I think we're competing as good as you can for a youth program. I think the next step for us is um, to compete at that local level. So we're still trying to bring kids in so we can compete for state cups. So the, the developmental academy kids can't play in the state competition. So this year we won one state cup on the girls' side. So part of our development plan is to get more competitive at that Midwest Regional League and win more titles in that. You know, and then ironically, at the front end, that U5 to U11 end on the rec side, yeah. we we're very good on that side also. So we're great at the rec. We're great at the high level. The it's middle that, middle that okay. we have to develop a little bit. What do you think the gap
1: is? What, you, what I mean, if you're if good on both ends, where do you think the breakdown in between that becomes?
2: Give and, my opinion, and yeah. it will have John. Okay. No, that's on the fine. Soccer side. <laughs> yep.
1: And I appreciate cool. you at least answering because I know these, these are questions, like I, I got to put it a particular way, but
2: well, it's, it's the, interesting uh, to know. On the business side, yeah. I think parents want their kids to play on the first team. So when you have uh, a developmental academy team at 14, right. 16, 18, or an ECL team. That's the first team. Yeah. So even the MRL team that we have is, in some people's mind, that's the second team. Mm-hmm. And it's so a lot of folks would rather go play at a different club than stay with kind of the premier club and play on that second team. Right. So. Yeah.
3: I think it's the coaching. I mean, there's so many clubs in Indianapolis, and uh, you know they're they're all part time. They work full time jobs. They come out to the fields, and until we get some guys that are more committed to do this full time and, and do the licensing piece. And I think we're going to struggle. Um, I know in our organization, we have some full-time guys that are, you know, highly qualified and licensed, but those middle tier teams, they're, unfortunately, that's not their primary source of income. It's not their primary job. So they're not obviously, there's no hunger for them to go and get licensing. And the coaching education piece is important for, for our coaches, not just in our organization, but other organizations in the city. And Until our coaches get an appetite to continue to to get better and 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 get licenses and and increase their coaching education, I think we're just going to be doing what we're doing. That's kind of staying above water uh, year to year. And that middle tier is the group that struggles the most.
1: And and so that middle tier, though, you you talk about from like the the U eleven to about what age? I mean, at that point, if I guess it, it's a weird – God, this would be really weird. I mean, like hard for you guys
3: is like a catch-22. Yeah, I go, call our middle tiers like the non-first teams. Okay. Because who? what coach does the first teams yeah. get? The best coaches. <laughs> yeah, right? That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, that's just the reality of it. And, unfortunately, yeah. there's just not enough quality coaches in Indianapolis. Uh, and, and if there are, they're with other right. clubs, right? Yeah. And so there's not enough quality coaches to take those middle-tier teams in your organizations, not just ours, but others as well.
2: But this year we did start, so our we have a pre-developmental academy program that goes 11, 12, and 13. Yep. So we've kind of driven that top-level team down to some younger age groups. They're going to do some lengthy travel. I think we have games for in Chicago, St. Louis, Columbus, maybe Kansas City. Okay. So they'll make four road trips like the developmental academy where they'll be on their own in a team environment. Yeah. There's 11, 12, and 13-year-old kids. So. Uh, so we're expanding the the programming for the elite, you know, the elite kids. But just because a kid's elite at twelve doesn't mean he's going to be elite at sixteen or seventeen.
1: Yeah. So I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot of physical change, a lot of mental change. <laughs> <and> it's very <laughs> true. So it's weird because I mean, as as a coach, uh, where you are, and just a coach in general, it's it's like a, it's like another version of a parent. It's like I mean, obviously, you you have. <laughs> so you shake your head here. <laughs> but not not the parent that comes and screams out on the field and, and thinks that they know everything about the game. John never screams. No, no. <laughs> no, he just gives this look. This is this very... I don't know what it's, you're trying to ask me. It's look that you're like, you know right. what?
0: I, if I'm in a house, I'm going to the other
1: room. Right. I, I, I get it, Dad. I'm out of here. So, no, so The vein pops up. Yeah, <laughs> that is.
0: Oh, it is. Hold it. call so it.
1: Okay, so I just... Just, just avoid this question. We're good. Okay. So moving on. No, okay. So no, it's like it's, it's like a parent, and obviously you you gain a relationship with these kids, and um, it it it's just weird. I mean, the time that you develop with that, I mean, you're shaking your head at that.
3: So, well. It's, well. The biggest problem with youth soccer is the parents and as much as I talk about coaching education, we need to have parental education. Well, goodbye,
1: Mark. I'm glad, <laughs> glad you could join us. <laughs> no, it's
3: it's the truth. We need yeah. parental education as, as well as coaching education on expectations. I mean, that top layer, that MLS level, that right. NASL level, is not. it's less than 1%. Yeah. yeah. And parents have a hard time understanding. It's just like college scholarships. you know. Again, <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult yeah. and there's 5 million johnnies out there trying to go right. and play at IU and it's it's, right. a, it's tough. Well, yeah, and
1: you figure that they field a the roster 22 23 maybe 24, you go how many people are in Indiana? How many kids are are and, and I think what's what's always impressive about Indiana is we have we've had for a long long time a very impressive youth program. And we had George Perry on here, same deal we are talking about. That. It just goes forever and ever and ever of just the success we have. It And, and you figure there's other states that are even more so, you know, that, that produce this. So I, I think what's so funny is in the mainstream, you hear this, oh, well, soccer is it's, – it's a B-rate. It's, it's whatever. You have basketball. You have your football. You have your baseball and soccer. No, when it comes to youth, it, it's still – it's no easier to make a professional level in soccer than it is anywhere else. And, and yeah, there's 330 million people. But this organ this sport in general is no easier to make. On top of whatever bureaucracy there may be in USMNT or whatever it may be. We'll talk- <laughs> no, it's 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 very, very hard to make. Well, it's so. just, it's non-realistic
3: expectations yeah. at times. Yeah. Just, just
1: just to have their kid make it, right? It's it's a lot of pressure that's on there. So
0: final question I'd yeah. like to talk about, and it's more based off of how this last season's gone and just fan support towards the end of the season uh, you know james has done a good job andrew ratz with the american outlaws has been really key in and driving it, so i guess get your thoughts on how that started to grow and it seemed like on social media more and more people were wanting to go see the
3: games i mean we're grateful for you guys and in, in the brickyard battalion with the social media piece and You know, as we got closer and we had to get those last four wins to get into the playoffs, and uh, we were making a push, and you guys were doing, we we started getting fans of the game. It's difficult for our guys. I mean, we're we're competing with the Indy 11, right? Every weekend. Um, And uh, it's just how it is because of the seasons, obviously, clash. And, you know, we started getting more players to, more fans to the games, and it's difficult. You go on the road, you play in front of 3,500. You come home, you play in front of less than 100. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you know it's tough for the guys. It's tough yeah. for me. And uh, it's almost like
0: the exact opposite in the elevens problem, where they uh, go true. out and play in front of like three thousand people, yeah, and they true. come home and play in front of ten thousand. And
3: people. then you know we go to the national semifinals, and we play Chattanooga in front of almost nearly ten thousand yeah. people. That was
0: incredible. And
3: <laughs> our our college guys have not seen a crowd bigger than you know a couple of thousand. Um, so. We're a little bit awestruck there. It what kind of well. effect
0: did that have on some – did that have any kind of effect on some of the guys where it's just like, oh, this is a lot of people. Yeah,
3: it, it did. I mean, obviously, IU gets you know a few thousand people for their games, but nothing like this. And to have their supporters right behind your bench, it took them a while to settle in. <laughs> yeah. It really did. Um, and before the game, the, the tailgating uh, reminded me a lot of the Indy 11 games yeah. what you guys do here uh, with the Brickyard Battalion. Um, it, it, it had an effect on us. But they're all so young. They're 19, 20, 21-year-olds, and Chattanooga's roster is former pros, 26, 27, 28, the season veterans. young men. Now, right? men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. that ultimately was the difference in the last 20 minutes of the game when it's 0-0 zero, zero, and it was time to you know, Sorry, never go never on to that. the finals. Yeah. They proved that they were the better team. So so what do we need to do um, to
1: help with that? Obviously, we have social media. Um what do you want from from the fans? What do you what do you need from or us? even from us? Yeah, yeah, from the from show. Us, yeah, yeah.
3: I, I think next huge. year, as you guys are aware, you know we're going to be qualify for the Open Cup. Yeah. So, as you know, you've seen typically those lower league teams yeah. get to host that first round game yeah. to try to help with the revenue source, get people out. That's huge for us. Yeah. I mean, we need to to get some fans to that game, whoever it may be. Yeah. Uh, Is there I've, going
0: to be a change of venue of where you guys are going to play? We've discussed
3: that, and uh, <laughs> it's probably something that needs to be addressed because you know we were at Westfield High School, um, didn't work out, and then we were at Park tutor. tutor worked out a little it's bit weird, better. But that, but, but and then Carmack and, and I were
0: talking. But then but the Westfield sort of. like just just revamped everything, so they have more like more seating available. It seems like
3: too. Yeah, but it's it's away from sure. Our our membership it's, is busy playing gotcha. games. Unfortunately, we'd like to get them there, and so we need to rely on not scheduling games with the 11 that conflict and using the resources with, with your groups to, to help us get fans to games. And, uh, that's something Mark and I've talked about. And, uh, you know, also with James and and Andrew and we're hopefully going to design something next year that will help us get some rear ends in the seats. And, uh, our goal is we will put a good product out again next year. Um, none of our players are graduating from college so there won't be any roster changes probably unless we you know find some local guys that are amateurs that try out and actually fit the bill for our for our needs
1: awesome no so I mean I appreciate you guys on what what I want everybody to know is is uh, it doesn't matter what your MLS affiliation your club affiliation anything it is 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 Indiana soccer is special it's it's been special for a very long time and in and I appreciate both you and obviously everybody else that's involved of of continuing that that's it's it's a huge deal. Um, soccer in general, obviously, we see a giant cultural shift, and it is, and it, it's maybe it's a younger generation. There's guys like you that are really pioneering this and really pushing this forward, and uh, there has been guys for for years that are doing this. But this, uh, this organization is great. It has a, a, a very good storied history, individually and then together. It makes it even stronger. Um, so I appreciate you guys, obviously, the time and effort. And you
2: said it earlier, the amount of effort that you're putting out there daily. Yeah. John is a big reason for what happened this year. Yeah. He, his dedication to this program, these kids, was phenomenal. He gets all the accolades for what we've done on the field. Lisa McDonald, who's not here, was our yeah. admin. She yeah. was fantastic. She put in a ton of hours with John getting this done. Yeah. And I think for us, a lot of times we're associated with the fire, but the kids that we had playing with us this summer, yeah. they came from Westside United, Dynamo, Pike, uh, USAI, uh, Fort Wayne. Yeah. I mean, there was probably what seven kids that came that were homegrown from our club, but there were, everybody else came from all over the city. Okay. Nago came from Pike. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. I think we have to do a better job of making sure the whole community understands. You know, this is not a bunch of Carmel kids. This is an Indianapolis team. Right, kids from all over the, right. all over our city, all over our state. Yep. And, oh, uh,
3: well, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you, Mark, but it goes beyond that. These are our future coaches in our right. organizations, sure. whether that's it's Indiana Fire yeah. or and other organizations, and and that's what we need. And so that's the exciting piece is that these guys will hopefully when they're done with college and they you know, reside in Indianapolis, they'll come on and coach with the local clubs and now it becomes a cycle, doesn't it? And that's what we need.
2: So, so, I do think think there's a turn because last year was tough for us to find a venue. Now we've already had Marin University and Butler reach out to us about, you know, hosting our games at their sites next year. So, I mean, I, I, I think the popularity of this situ- yeah. the situation is growing. Mean, it's only year 2 really if you yeah, think yeah. about this. I mean I, I would
1: think I would say it would it would continue yeah. on. So if people want to get um, connected with you guys, so social media wise or let's start with website wise, where do they want to go? Let's say they let's start from just those that want to learn more about the organization, they want to maybe get their kids involved. How do they go about this? Yeah, indianafirejuniors.com.
2: Okay. They can email John or I, M. Weber, Indiana Fire Juniors.com or Jay Simmons at yep. John's on his email till midnight. Up, <laughs> up, up, up again. Up again oh, up, sure, right. your wife likes up that. again at four
1: thirty. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's not for your wife.
3: That's for soccer, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married to the game. Well, and, and <laughs> the know. Midwest Championship
0: rings look like a wedding band,
3: right? <laughs> but I I also uh, want to note that obviously today. Um, uh, Nago Mbang was named yeah. by the media as yeah. second team all in PSL, which is a huge accomplishment. That's, That's actually awesome. voted on by media. But also, um, Cody Schweitzer, goalkeeper from Fort Wayne, and Nago actually were, were both called in by Indy 11. I know. Yep. Training uh, with them. Yeah, training with them. And, and hopefully that leads to something, if not really with cool. the Indy 11, but maybe with the USL pro team yeah. or another pro team around the country. That's right. And so. Uh, The fact that Tim has reached out to them, and Tim's come to some games and and watched them, uh, keeping that relationship with Indy 11 uh, open and continuing is obviously uh, pertinent for both uh, Indy 11 and Indiana Fire.
0: And you guys can look them up on Facebook, uh, Indiana Fire's on Facebook, and then at uh, Indiana Fire NPSL on Twitter for all the NPSL news and things like that. Gentlemen, we really appreciate the
1: time. For for coming out and talking to us, tonight. not a normal show. Get it? Not a normal type deal. <laughs> I, got, I got the vein multiple times. I get it now that I know what it means. Uh, yeah, all right. Ooh,
0: No, you it's see so him fun. at a game, and you see no. the vein out. You just gotta run the other way. It's yeah. just like Christian with the ball going yeah. on to the side. Don't even just touch, just it. It. Just don't touch it.
3: Don't it. Touch right. it. Don't take a time You're out. fine. I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs>